What's up? It's Greg Sestero here to introduce you to the True Blue Riffcast, where they talk about amazing movies, bad movies, and everything in between. So you're listening to the True Blue Riffcast. Enjoy it. Thanks, Greg. This is the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. And I am Jeremy, and I am joined, as always, by. Sup, everyone. I'm Dave. Hey Dave, how's it going? It's going. It's 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 going great. I watched this. I watched this. I watched this great movie last night about slavery called Yambao. Have you heard of it? <laughs> yeah, I watched it this morning. In fact, that's what we're going to be talking about today. The 2014 uh, Rift Tracks release of Yambao, aka. Uh, Cry of the Bewitched, which is a much better title. Much better title. I don't know why they changed it. Uh, I don't know either. So what's new in your neck so, of the woods? 
Um, uh, well, other than uh, people from California moving here in droves and driving up home and rent prices Ooh. and uh, destroying the scenery here, not much. <laughs> and I hate them all. And it's uh, it's it's um, I, I really am looking to to leave because um, move away from Utah, even though I just got a new job. But uh, that's the, the job that I got has opportunities in other locations. So um, what I really want to do is spend the next two or three years here and then get another position with this company that I'm with uh, somewhere much more rural. That's kind of like where I grew up, where it's not a disgusting city uh, <laughs> enveloping everything around me. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know if I sound like a country snob if those exist. <laughs> but um, snobs. I don't know. That's, country that's snob. Uh, like, turn of phrase, uh, but... Cities are for fools. Uh, city folk are taking over the place. Yeah. Well, no, it's true, man. But um, but uh, I'll 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 try not to complain about that because it'll make me sound like a whiner. I did get into a couple of really hilarious Facebook fights yesterday. <laughs> Nice. Uh, so let me tell you about one and then the other. I'll do it real quick. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a, I'm in a, a Final Fantasy. I'm in a bunch of Final Fantasy groups. And one of them is a Final Fantasy 10 group. And some doofus posted, Erg, got 10 hours of progress erased by my kid who opened YouTube, who just opened the YouTube app. Erg. And I was like, okay. What? Do you he not save your games? <laughs> yeah, no, see, that's the thing. And I said, okay, one of two things is happening here. It's like, number one, uh, save. You know, it's like I've played Final Duh. Fantasy X a couple of times in my life. I'm familiar with how it's laid out. And there are save points all over the place. Yeah. So, like, and also, okay, and then I, I, I said this, and I also said, which, which started the fight, with me and about se and several other people who just like jumped in, and you'll know why when 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 I tell you what I said. <laughs> I said also, who plays for ten hours straight with little kids running around? Hashtag bad parent. Oh, Dave. <laughs> no, I don't have kids, <laughs> so like that's not part of my experience. Uh... But I I, I know it's be like I I know that like if you have a kid and you're playing video games for ten hours straight. I mean, unless you're playing it in the middle of the night, uh, like, 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 what's gonna happen? You like, you come, you're like, daddy, daddy, but please pay attention to me. Turn off Final Fantasy X. Also, I've missed at least two meals in the last ten hours. <laughs> so, uh, at least, yeah, in, I like, mean. yeah. Pe pe people jumped in, and like, one of the defenses was, it's like, well, you can just uh, uh, pause the game and and walk away from it. And I was like, okay, first of all, if that's true, then you didn't lose 10 hours of, of gameplay. You just lost 10 hours of Tita standing out in the field. So, like, number one, like, like what's the problem? So uh, that was the first fight I got in. And I just like, look, guys, it's real simple. One, he's an idiot and doesn't know how to use save points. Yeah. Two, he played for 10 hours straight with a kid running around, which makes him an idiot and a bad parent. 
Uh, so like, I don't understand what the big problem is, but I just kept, people just kept coming. I just kept doubling down because it just got to be hilarious. <laughs> people are like, well, are you calling me a bad parent? I have an autistic child. Yes. <laughs> people just like <laughs> throwing all this at me. And I'm just like, I'm just like letting it bounce off me. Like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> so like, it got to be the point. It's like, I want more than anything to be banned from this group today, but it didn't happen. <laughs> now, the other fight that I got into <laughs> was in this creative writing group. Oh boy. Where I just, where I was like brand new. And I just, I just posted very politely some of my creative principles. Now, uh, and one of my creative principles is, uh, if you uh, is steal liberally, like, and what I mean by that is that if you like see a character or a scene or an element or a setting from like another piece of work from an author you admire, or just like a piece of work that you admire, it's okay yeah. to steal that element or character and repurpose it for your own work. And it's like, that's called inspiration and you should absolutely hundred percent do it because it's okay. I was very specific. I said, just as long as you alter it enough to call it your own creation, this is fine. It's called inspiration. Yeah. And I cited uh, this uh, 1505 painting by Raphael called Lady with Unicorn. Um, it's, it, it's not one of Raphael's uh, more well-known paintings, but it's heavily inspired by the Mona Lisa. Raphael was so taken by like the like the simplistic beauty of the Mona Lisa, he painted his own version and admitted that it was ripped off from the Mona Lisa. And I was like, hey, look, this is, it's Raphael's own painting. I mean, you look at it, it looks like the Mona Lisa, but it's also not the Mona Lisa. Yeah. And this is the point I was making. And these hairline trigger, just like mods, because it, start, it started a, a discussion. And this is among like 10 principles. Like, like, don't like, I usually get pushed back on don't over describe your settings and characters because that's just boring <laughs> and stupid. And we don't need all the shapes of every cloud that's in the sky, yeah. guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I usually get pushed back on that from people who just like to gas on about like everything. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't care. That's what I usually <laughs> get pushed back most from. But this is just like the mods thought that I was encouraging plagiarism. Uh, no. And so it was my very first post, and I'll send you the screenshots, but I can't right now. Yeah. And uh, it's like, number five gets this post shut down and maybe deleted. This doesn't apply to anybody except who wrote it. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh. So they shut down comments, and about an hour later, I discovered that the post had been deleted and that I had been banned from the group. <laughs> and I was like... And I was like, this was not the group. Like, I was brand new into this group. Like, I'm always looking for, like, writers groups with people who aren't idiots in them and who actually write things that aren't werewolf smut. It's a big problem. <laughs> That's not a joke. Uh, werewolf smut is huge. I'm Maybe not Maybe I kidding. should start writing werewolf smut then. No, don't. It's, it's disgusting. I've sampled some of it. Like, well, maybe there's some... Maybe there's some value in it. I can learn some like plotting no. tips. No, or, or you know you can't. I'm Dave. usually, I'm usually open to like like I'm, not that it would be great literature, but I have read smut by these disgusting horny women 
who 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 writes stuff like this and sometimes it can be pretty funny and you can learn like some pretty good like uh way to like construct things that sound funny within like your own work yeah but anyway we're but i i I, i'm looking for writers group with with like intelligent people who actually write and create to like talk about craft and stuff yeah and i thought maybe that this would be it but it had like forty-four thousand people in it and uh and i was just like this is my first post and like first thing I just posted my creative principles and like, nope, poof, banned. It's like, this was not the group that I wanted to get banned from today. There's this <laughs> other place that I was trolling hard in, like blatantly insulting people, calling them bad parents. And I don't get kicked <laughs> out of that group, but I get kicked out of this one. <sighs> Apparently not, Dave. Anyway, that's, I'm not a horrible person, everybody. I promise. I just like to have fun with me. <laughs> He's not always a horrible person anyway. <laughs> Uh, so first things first, let's get an update on uh, the Rift Tracks Live Kickstarter here. We have 10 days to go. Only 10 days to go already. Didn't and, they cross uh, 400,000? They are at 430,842, right, as of this moment. Wow. And For yeah, one movie. Wow. <laughs> hey, you know, that's pretty good. That's a, That is pretty good. But then yeah, I think I think I think the original Kickstarter got more than that. Uh, that was only for the one movie. Yeah, I still possibly. want them to do Twilight Live. That would be point. amazing. I would love Twilight yeah. Live. Uh, so the the Rift Tracks Live uh, Return of Swamp Thing Kickstarter is obviously doing very well. Uh, now let's take a look at a different crowdfunding uh, thing here. Uh, oh god! And that people is are putting the... that on my Facebook wall. Birdemic like, three, hey, remember this? <laughs> <laughs> Birdemic three completion funding. They're at one hundred and forty dollars. With twenty three days left. With twenty three days left, uh, I, I I don't think it's gonna happen, James. No, I, uh, they are. Here's the thing: by all rights, <laughs> the way the, the, like uh, like with Birdemic as it is, like it should. I mean, I I know we've talked about this before. Oh yeah. But he should be able to raise that money. Yep, he did it but himself. He, but he can't because he's an asshole. Yep, he brought this all upon himself. People would be more than willing to to help fund this movie if he. We wasn't talked about this a lot last time. But yes. yes, how much? How much? I mean, a lot of it's got to do with the fact that he's an asshole and he pushes people away, uh, and also that he doesn't really know how to. Uh, market himself. It took other people to come in and market that movie for him to make it an international global phenomenon. Uh, but uh, so those two factors play into it. But how much? And and I know we talked about this last time, but it, it bears. It's something that I've been thinking about. How much of Birdemic Two, the backlash from how that movie was perceived, even though I know that. The intention was was different, but it was perceived as a movie made bad on purpose, and that kind of soured everybody on the whole pandemic enterprise. Like I yeah. think even Connor once said that it made him feel stupid for liking the first one after when he saw pandemic two. Yeah, he and was. That's why he was big it. mad about pandemic two. He was big yeah. mad. I remember he made a big post about it on his. Uh, old blog or whatever that he used to have and uh, yep. explaining why they would never do Birdemic 2. 
and he was he was big mad, and I don't blame him yeah. at all. Yeah, not, no, if, not if, one if, bit. If somebody like Connor Lestoka, who is into stuff like this, reacted that way to it, how many more people who were fans of of, of the movie had that same reaction and just kind of like noped out of the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, like. If 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 you get Connor to turn against you, like, yeah, you done messed up. A, you screwed something up big time. Uh, See now, mm, I know I've told this story before, but when everything was going on with James Wen and myself back in 2016, I became friends with the producer of Birdemic Two, who hates James Wen, and uh, he said that. This this perception of the movie being bad on purpose. He said he gave James Wen everything he wanted. Like it was a James Wen movie. In fact, there was a scene that that they took out that James wanted in there, but they took it out because they said if we put this in there, it's gonna make it look like it was made bad on purpose. Yeah. So they were like pushing back. They're they're trying to push back against James, Jimmy Noodles, as much as possible. But uh, that that Birdemic Two is ultimately his vision. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's it's not. It's actually how he wanted to make it, guys. Believe it or not. Yeah, it's. Yeah, believe it or not, this is at least this is a story that I was told, and I believe it. Um, which I, I'm kind of interested to know it because he told me that he owns the rights to Birdemic, the Birdemic sequels. Like he owns the movie in Toto. And he also has the rights to the sequels. And he was saying, this is like, James Wan is never going to make another movie. I hate him so much that I'm not going to allow him to make any more pandemics because I have the rights to that end of story. So I, I don't really talk to him that much anymore. I haven't talked to him in years, but I'm kind of wondering how that turned out. Like he wanted to make Redemic 3 sequel, or Pandemic 2 sequel, Pandemic 3, Sea Eagle. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering, like, I would feel weird reaching out to him today and be like, hey, heard about Pandemic 3. What, what's the deal with that? We haven't talked in years. Hello. Um, but I think I would really like to know how that happened because I was set in my mind when all that crap went down with me and I learned that, like, well, he's never going to make Pandemic 3. Like, his career's over, but now he's sort of made it and i kind of want to know how that happened maybe he's just ignoring <laughs> the fact that he sold the sequel rights could be could be like i you know they i've seen them do that with other movies so where they you know just ignore completely what happened so i don't know we'll see we'll find out yeah but that's enough about James One for today. Let's move on to something a little bit more exciting. Check the weekend box office results. Oh. Uh, the number one movie, of course, is, even my dog's excited, The Batman. The Batman. The Batman, followed by Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, which is uh, an anime thing. Uh, that I actually went to go see because I really liked the series, and uh, my son and I went to go watch this one, and we both you really enjoyed it. Weeb. I am. Uh, Uncharted is in third. Uh, the new A24 film X is uh, fourth place, and Dog 
is fifth with Spider-Man No Way Home coming in uh, sixth place. Raking in another uh, $3.1 million. Even when it's it's out on, on home media now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can watch it in the comfort of your own home, and yet people are still going to people the People are still going to the theaters. Well, I think I mean, people you know, want to get back it's into the, the theaters, it's, yeah. It's the world's favorite movie. Like... It, it's it's made. They just... did nostalgia right. They're Take they're notes. three Take million notes, shy. Yeah. three million dollars shy of eight hundred million dollars. Oh, that's how much Batman v Superman made. People think that movie's a failure. Eight hundred million. It made eight hundred thirty-six million dollars. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize it made that much. I know because I, uh, for a storybook parody where um, I took the doctor and the master and Torgo to go visit Batman and Robin, and they talk about Batman v Superman. And I yeah. know that figure, it's like 872 million or something, but it's at least 800 and it's at least $800 million. Remember that eight being right there. But is, that, look at it, but... is that worldwide though? Yes. That's probably worldwide. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home is. Uh, one billion eight hundred eighty-four million. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, like with those movies, I mean, I think especially Disney movies, Disney Marvel movies. Even though this is a Sony picture, but like movies like that, where you just like watch money burn on screen, uh, <laughs> those those movies are like are considered failures unless they actually reach the actually make a billion dollars i don't think back to the future made a billion dollars no i don't think so i don't think so but enough about good movies (laughs) let's talk about it let's talk about a a not great movie and that is yambao aka uh cry of the bewitched a 1957 film uh, that Rift Tracks released back in 2014, June 27th of 2014. Yep. Uh, and this is a movie uh, about slavery. Yep, in, it's about. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's about slavery. It's well, about. Uh, it, but slavery is a huge element 90, in it. Ninety-eight percent of the characters in this movie are slaves. Yeah, and like the only ones that aren't slaves are. The master and his and his and his cuckolded wife. Yeah, and um, yeah. So, <laughs> I guess there's no there's there there's no way around like 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 this element of it, because no. because it 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 stands out, in, especially in like today's political climate. But um, it was made in 1957, and we'll get back to that later. And it was it's it's a Cuban American, not Cuban American, but Cuban Mexican production, which is an odd mix for a Rift Tracks film because yeah. like, usually like, this we is get not... the weird Italian movies or yeah, the, the, this is not your your standard. Rift Tracks selection. Now, I was surprised when you said that it wasn't a good movie. Uh, it's not, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, I thought this movie was delightful. I'm not saying it's the worst movie we've had on here. I'm just saying it's not great at uh, all. Well, I was surprised at at how much I enjoyed it. Uh, we were talking before about 
the um, the slavery aspect. And we were like, well, I think this kind of gets a pass because it was made by Cuba and, and, and Mexico and not by the United States. Now, if this had been a a feel-good slavery romp about Thomas <laughs> Jefferson and Sally Hemings, which is which, which, which is the relationship the master and Yambao have? Yeah, uh, it would it would be significantly less acceptable. Yes, it'd be way. Yeah, we were we were talking about this like right before, and and yeah, it's. Whew, yeah, I don't think that would fly at all. No. Yeah, so like 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 that element of it, the slavery element, I, I mean like you you can't really escape it and you can't really escape like comparing that element to elements from another movie called Gone with the Wind because it it's like I mean yeah, this movie doesn't have the civil war and but it does have <laughs> It does have slaves who look very comfortable with being slaves. Yeah. And and like and like while the slaves in Yambao aren't really like they're just content to be slaves. Like they don't really complain about it. It's just like their life. Yeah, as it, and as they it have says like, even on the Wikipedia it says the slaves live at quiet peace with the master uh, but they're not above being punished for their disobedience. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. Um, there's a there, there's a whipping scene, and it's like the most docile whipping scene. It's like it's like a whipping scene that would happen if you were at Shawshank, you know, <laughs> where it's just like the most not. I mean, you know, you know, like like you know the how whipping Shawshank, scene in Starship Troopers yeah. is worse is. More hardcore yeah. than this one. Yeah, the hardcore, guy just like I don't know if hardcore. Eh, I'm looking for, but eh. and then like they untie him from then they untie him from the tree, and just carry him off. Like, are you okay, bud? All right. Yeah, I had to do that. this to you. Yeah. <sighs> um. But uh. So let's. Yeah, but like, let's start where off where the. Okay. Well, I guess we're done talking about slavery. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's move on and actually talk about about the movie here. Uh, yeah, okay. First, we're gonna take a look at the plot. Uh, this movie actually oh. has a plot. It actually has a plot that that is there and and you can kind of mostly follow it. There's a few questions that arise uh, throughout the the course of the film, uh, but yeah, there's there's a thing. It it takes place in uh, the 1850s. Yeah, like uh, yeah, they're they're hanging around uh, in the sugarcane plantation. Uh, the master and his wife, uh, she's pregnant, but uh, you can't tell because her dress is huge. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a full moon, and all of a sudden you start hearing these drums, and uh, yeah, the there was a witch uh, <laughs> that they apparently killed 15 years prior mm-hmm. uh and uh her granddaughter seems is prudent. seems prudent yeah, yeah her granddaughter is yam bao and she okay, shows so up now, so so now is yam bao a witch as well because there's another witch in this and this <sighs> is where the questions start yeah because um... the, the 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 slaves wanted to sacrifice yam bao 
because, because what either... happens what happens right when the time that she shows up yeah there's there's the plague yeah oh right yeah the uh, <laughs> the black vomit yeah the black vomit yeah uh and this is you know hasn't happened in decades around there and she showed up and now it's happening and so they're like oh she used her black magic her witchy powers to yeah. to curse us with this um but the main thing that Yan Bao's doing is uh, kind of going on what her grandma is telling her to do. Yeah. So, which is to get revenge on the plantation. So, my question is is that is Yan Bao a witch? Or is just her uh, grandma a witch? I. Or are I they both witches? I don't. I think they're both supposed to be witches, maybe. I mean, when they're trying to kill Yan Bao, uh, one of the times they're trying to kill Yan Bao, yeah. uh, she starts yelling about how, you know, they're going to, she's going to come back and, and basically the same thing that her grandma was trying to do. She was going to come back and get revenge on them for killing her and, and they would all pay for it. Uh, yeah. But then later, she's just seems like she's possessed by her grandma. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that, so it's that's really the thing. Then, like, it's not clear. Then, I mean, like I said, spoilers. you can mostly follow the plot. Yeah, spoilers. The grandma dies, and when the grandma dies, Yambao is like released from her voodoo. Yeah, and yeah. So it's like, okay, so wait, hang on. It's <laughs> um, but um. But anyway, so they're about to kill Yambao, and 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 the master comes down and is like, "No, you will stop this. I love you now, Yambao." <laughs> so and and the master Let's who you go think do um, it, yeah, who 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 you think is all right despite owning all these slaves, <laughs> uh, starts cheating on his his pregnant wife with Yambao. Yeah, and Yambao is all about it. Oh yeah, she's like. It's like making it even hotter for her. Yeah. So, but um, we even anyway, get a nice, uncomfortable, skinny dipping scene. Yeah, like after because I I think the master gets gets sick, and yeah. Yam Bao shows up at the house, and the wife and their mammy, like just like sits there, be like, oh, I can help, and uh, like just and like the wife knows that her her husband is banging the slave. Well, no, Yan Bao is free. She's not a slave. Is she? Yeah, they they bring that up a few times. They oh, she's free, and he says that she can stay in the land. This was before they start banging. Uh, he says that she can stay in the land. Just she just has to leave the people alone, like okay. stay away from everybody. But she except can stay for that's there. like, but that's like all she does is like go there and like dances with them and and yeah. Well, and, and the one yeah. the one slave is like in love with her. Yeah, and that's right. And he he's the one who gets and... whipped. Yeah, okay, so okay, so that guy, let's call him Greg. I don't know what his real name is. Uh <laughs> Greg, uh like he's in love with Yan Bao and like the the head slave guy is like, No, can't have Yan Bao. She's banging the master and he's like, Lies. <laughs> yeah, the then he the takes him to go like He's like, Come like see. And to the end of the movie, he takes him to like a barn or something, and it's like, look at it, look at it, and we see <laughs> the master and Yan Bao, and they're just making out, and he's like, I'm like, why did you do that to him? Like, 
Yeah. It's like, you have to see it. It's like, this is bad. And so um, we're jumping ahead and just kind of like close the loop on this whole adulterous uh, master uh, cheating on his pregnant wife. And the wife has the baby. The wife has the baby in the course of the film. Yeah, because he's like, uh, I'll leave with you, but I at least want to go see my child. She's yeah, like, I'll give so, you plenty of sons. And he's like, but I, I want to see this one at least. Yeah. So uh, Yambao goes, but she's like under her grandma's voodoo magic, whatever that was. She goes to the house to, ki- I think, kill the either the mom and the baby or the master. I'm not sure. But the grandma dies before she can finish it. And then Yambao's just like, Oh, oh my gosh! Right. So then she well, when she's back. possessed, she tries to kill the master. Okay. Like she's like, gonna stab him. Yeah. So then she goes back to the plantation, where the slaves who like have wanted to kill her this entire movie. Um, and she goes and she like does a dance, and they're around doing something. I don't know why yeah. they just don't. Uh, they don't just like uh, like storm in and like attack. Some of these six hours of dancing. Yes, exactly. We'll we'll get into that. The music and the dancing, which I think yeah. is like a cultural. Like they want to display like a lot of cultural. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I'm sure. Dancey dances of of the era. Um, but the the master shows up and she like runs into like the master's arms and she has a knife and she goes to stab him even though she's not in the voodoo magic anymore, and. Uh, uh, the master stops and grabs her hands like yum bow, and she's like, "Oh no, I love you," and but I'm gonna f- fling myself off this cliff. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the movie ends. They like they like put a they like put a mannequin in a potato sack and they sh- and they threw it off a cliff and they showed just like a little tiny bit of it falling. <laughs> yeah, you don't even see right. like the full plummet. Yeah, it's like you could tell, like, like you could be like, like they put in the little tiny, like two seconds where it doesn't, where you can't entirely tell that it's not Yan Bao. But um, so the master goes up and like, hmm, yes, oh no, Yan Bao. And so, and then they all gather around at the at the bottom of the cliff. Yeah. And like, and uh, uh, the master is like holding Yan Bao's head and her body, like cradling her body and everything. And then it's like Finn, the end. So there's like no comeuppance for this garbage master. Yep. For like cheating on his cheating on his wife with a slave. Um, it, it's like it, the, the, the Yam Bao, like our she she kills herself, and I don't understand why. Because she yeah, couldn't I... have the master, even though the master wanted to be with her. Yeah, he was going to go with her. Yeah. I mean, unless like, he just, you know, changed his I don't mind get it. that we didn't like, see. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the motivations of... And apparently, there are some things that were explained in the movie that I missed that you explained to me. So. But this movie's <laughs> kind of... I mean, like, it does have a plot, and it is sort of easy to follow, but it's also kind of confusing because there's very long excerpts of these cultural rituals that i guess existed in the 1850s yeah so what do you what do you uh what do you give this for a rating overall for plot what do you think uh plot out of five yeah two (laughs) two 
two. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking about two and a half, maybe, just because it's actually there is something there. Not quite as good of a plot, and I say that you know, not really meaning it um, in that way. But as <laughs> uh, as like the Max Havoc movies that we talked about yeah, last that week we, that we just watched, yeah. Um, but it's still existent, which is a, an yeah, important it was thing. Still, it was still there, yeah. There's a lot of movies that the, we get through Rift Tracks that the plot is very much non-existent. Yeah. Oh, man. So the acting is next. Well, I can't say it was terribly acted. I mean, it, 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 it was dubbed, but it's not like full Ghost House effect dub. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't even know if the Ghost House effect would, would, would apply, but um, they uh, they dubbed it over into English. And uh, it was, um, you know, I don't know if I could really fault the actors, especially the actors of, of the era. The, the acting was very, very 50s, and it was shot in very 50s style. So judging that on that, I'd give it a, a four. It wasn't incompetent. No, it was. I mean, it was pretty well done. I mean, like you said, it was it was the acting style of the 50s. Like it yeah. was exactly that that if you know if you've seen any movies from the 50s you know what we're talking yeah, about they were good actors for like these the, the very theatrical acting actors like like this island earth acting yes yeah very much this island earth um now this is kind of a uh, an interesting category for this simply because it was a movie made in a different language um and we got a dub of it but the dialogue I can't say anything bad about the dialogue, but I can't say anything good about it either, really. So, I mean, three. Three? Yeah. I was going to say yeah. two and a half, so three three works. Uh, the cinematography. Now, there were some shots in this there movie. There were some really good shots. Where it was yeah. filmed, yes. Yeah. That looked really pretty. Uh, they did use a whole lot of day-for-night shots. Which, guys, if you're guys, – if if you're going to make a movie, I mean, your, your movie's probably going to suck, but if you're going to make a movie, um, don't do day for night. Just no, shoot day, at night. <laughs> day for night is one of it my never looks like, right. Uh, Everything so looks that, blue and stupid. And you can tell that the sun is out. And just, that kind of brings it down a bit for me. I'm going to go, I'm going to go three for cinematography. Yeah, I'm going to go with three too. Yeah. Uh, the editing in the movie was fine. It wasn't like all super chopped up. Um, they do do that weird fifties fade like that they had in like the thirties where it's just like one, where like one seat of me, like, like it's like, it's, it's kind of like a rough fade Yeah, where like, it's very abrupt, even though it's a fade, they like, don't wait for the scene to end before, <laughs> before they start. Yeah. Before but they again, start the that fade. Was and... Kind of, you know, par for the course. Yeah. Back in the fifties. Right, like I would compare this, like as far as like editing goes, as fifties editing goes, I think probably the gold standard for that, as far as riff track goes, is uh, House on Haunted Hill. It's not yeah. quite there because it had those dumbass fades, <laughs> but I would, I, I'd give it a three. Three. Yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, now the effects, we already kind of touched on this a little bit uh, with the uh, the mannequin and the sack of potatoes. Yeah. And uh the whipping. <laughs> Sorry. I was just thinking about that whipping. It made me laugh just when that slave that got whipping. whipped. Yeah. Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't very realistic at all. 
We'll put no, it that way. Like, and uh, but they did have the 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 stuff for the black vomit, mm. which I guess kind of looked all right. Depend, you know, considering what it was. I don't have any complaints about it. Yeah. Uh, I I think I have to go. I have to go three for effects. Just okay. Yeah, I think I can't get. I can't give it anything higher than that. No, so, yeah. no. And I I would give it a little bit higher if they would have actually shown the whole fall off the fall. Cliff. Yeah. Like if no, they would have like... had that in there, that would have that would have given it three point five maybe. But yeah, the fact that we didn't get that. <laughs> Kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, sound and music. This is an interesting one. Oh. Because we got a whole lot of music in this movie. Yeah, we got a whole lot of music, like, 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 like to the point where it kind of brought the whole experience of the movie down. If it, if it had been, this movie was like, what, an hour and 19 an, minutes, something like that? 19 minutes, yeah. Yeah. If it wouldn't have had the and, dancing, um, it would have been maybe an hour. Yeah, so it like 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 the dancing. I remember I was talking to 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 Connor and Sean about seven years ago, on uh, the for the Riff Wiki interviews, and Connor said that uh, he disliked Yam Bao precisely because of this reason, and that he was like getting accusatory with it, like who picked this? <laughs> uh, so like I know it's at least disliked among one person there. Um, but it's, it's, it, uh, so for, for, for the music and they even mentioned it in, in the riff. Uh, so I don't know. I think, I think it's got to have a one because it just, I, I think it brings the experience of the otherwise delightful experience down. So I think yeah. it gets a one. It kind of, it kind of just grinds everything to a halt. <laughs> to a halt. Yeah. And it really yeah. just. It and just goes really on. It really brings on, it down that yeah. much, yeah. Like they say, it's it's like, oh, here we go. It's another, you know, five hour dance break. Yeah, with 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 a, with a chicken man and a goat. <laughs> oh God, no chickens. Uh what was the? I I know I'm kind of jumping ahead for the riff part, but there was a there was a joke in here. Uh, about this is about the guy who wanted Yambao and was like almost gonna drown her in the river, uh, yeah. <laughs> because of it. Towards the beginning of the film, it was really weird. Uh, that he was hornier than a than a three peckered goat. <laughs> I believe is what Kevin said. I. That's really good. Oh, uh, that like yeah, that one really that was that one really got me. That was a good one. Um. Yeah, I agree. The sound of music, and I get why it was there. Again, it was like a, it's a cultural thing yeah, they wanted to show. Yeah, them, it was just like <laughs> it really just brought the movie to a halt. Uh, and now we get to the directing of the film. Um, I can't fault it for four. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, for what it is, perfectly fine. It's. <laughs> You know, again, this is another one of those movies where at least a few people had some idea of what they were doing while they were making yeah. it. Uh, and you can tell. It's not just, it's not a Tommy Wiseau thing, or it's not a James Wan thing, or it's not a, uh, you know, Grandmaster YK Kim thing, or yeah. it's not a Neil Breen thing. 
Yeah, no, but the, this was made by some dude. I, I I looked into this movie, and this is kind of like the perfect part of the podcast to talk about this, is that this was made by some very respectable people in the Mexican uh, movie industry, and it was like like I like the like the actress. She's not a nobody. She has she had her own Wikipedia page. She lived to be like ninety one. Died in twenty fifteen. So she lived long enough to see her butt and her nipples be shown and made fun of at Rift Tracks. <laughs> uh, um, but... This is actually, they say, uh, this is the only film where uh, she had pers- uh, partial, Part, yeah, nudity. partial yeah. nudity. Yeah, We got to see her butt, which, you know, it was okay. Yeah, but it, it's it was better than most nudity we get in rift tracks. Though. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude, the, mo- the most nu- the most nudity we get in rift tracks is just terrible. <laughs> Dangerous men. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I I thought I heard somebody say something about dangerous men. Uh... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we don't need to 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 bring that back up. That was that was enough nudity for a long time. Ugh. Um, yeah, no. but, uh, like, like, okay, look, I've reached a point in my life. I, 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 I got to this point a few years ago to where like, I realized like, wait a second, exactly 50% or more of the human population has boobs and most of them are disgusting. Like, why am I so impressed with these things? And that's kind of <laughs> like where I'm at now. With, with with all that, I've 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 lived long enough to where your your boobs don't impress me, ladies. I'm sorry, I just I just don't care. <laughs> I yeah, you know when I was a lot younger, um, I used to enjoy gratuitous nudity in movies, and now it's just kind of like really, guys. Yeah, it's just come, come on. Mostly really because got, like, it makes like, me it makes me irritated because. Uh, if there's a lot of nudity in a movie, uh, my my son, you know, obviously he's 17, but he's yeah. very uncomfortable watching these things with his parents, as it should be. Uh, but it kind of it kind of bums me out because there's some movies that it's like, man, I would love to watch this with him. I think he would really like it, except but for that part. The, yeah. <laughs> but it has this in it, and it, it's just it kind of bums me out because I can't watch it with my kid. Yeah, he's. He's the guy who watches most of this stuff with me, so you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. So yeah. But as as far as directing, yeah, give a four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, four, uh, four. I I would uh, I would go with that. Uh, then we come to the uh, most important part about this film: the character slash personality. Well, I mean, when I first when when this movie first came out. When, like when the riff came out, I should say. I wasn't really that impressed with it. I was just like, what is this? This is, this is kind of stupid. Like, why, why did they pick this? This is a very odd riff tracks because at the time they were doing things like Super Mario Brothers, uh, The Last Slumber Party, like, and Zindi the Swamp Boy. Which it, it's kind of like Zindi the Swamp Boy in the fact that it's foreign, kind of. Yes, but um, that's really the only similarity that that it has with that. Um, so I didn't enjoy it, and it kind of fell into obscurity. But I always remembered that name Yambao, and that it was just like this odd duck in yeah. in in 
in in the canon, and that's kind of why I wanted to revisit it because, um, it was just this thing, and I thought it was going to be kind of like a slog to yeah. like to get through. And I thought we were going to talk about this really weird entry, <laughs> but I watched it. I watched it last night, and I was messaging you, and it must have been like midnight your time. Um, and you're like, I'm going to watch it tomorrow morning. I'm like, okay, cool. But just like, I thought it was really delightful. I yeah. enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed this. And yeah, I, I remember, like, this a... I remember not liking it as much also back when it first came out. I had the yeah. same kind of feeling. But, but it also kind of like what brought the whole thing together, including, well, I guess we'll talk about this in, in, in the riff section, but like, like we said, um, this movie, like it's, it's a fifties movie. It's a foreign movie, but it's not from a country that we generally get foreign movies from with, with riff tracks. The subject matter is there. Right. And like like the story and plot, it's, it's, it's not really, um, it's, it's not really, uh, like it's, it's riff tracks contemporaries. Yeah. So at the time that was off putting. But now it's just like this is like I really enjoyed it. Like I would I would like personality. I for like for all the crap we gave it for like the music and everything. I really enjoyed it. In fact, if I was still doing storybook, I would do like a maybe not a Yam Bao chapter, but I would definitely put Yam Bao at least, at least yeah. her at least her in a cameo someplace. Yeah, that so would I think be I got to give it a. I think I think I got to give it a five. I think this is I think this is a great gem. Yes, I agree with that because, like you, I had a lot of fun watching this movie again today. And like I said, I I don't remember liking it that much back when it first came out. I didn't like it at all when it came out. And And it's one of those that kind of got – it doesn't get referenced at all. Oh, no. Like it's kind of like fallen to like the bottom of – thing and like i was kind of fully expecting it to be like this is kind of like i was fully expecting to come onto the podcast and say when i picked this that like yeah this is this is one of the trash tier picks like like copper mountain or or uh um what's that one we watched recently that i didn't like at all uh things (laughs) um i thought it was going to be like that like like this is like not riff tracks esque at all no, but no, it's is... just like it like it turned me around. I really like it. Yeah, and I don't know what's changed uh since it came out uh in twenty fourteen, but it just yeah, it felt it hit different. I don't know why. It yeah, just it, it, it did. Just did, yeah. Well I mean part of it I think is that like it's twenty fourteen, so it's in what I call the golden age of riff tracks. And so it just kinda like that kind of like nostalgia. They do a couple of Zindi the Swamp Boy references mm-hmm. in it, and it just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. It just kind of like took me back eight years, and I was able to enjoy it on a different level. Yeah, yeah. Josh Flower says it's a, it's Riffcast's hidden gem of the week. Yes, yes. That's this it's is definitely right. Yeah, definitely a hidden gem. You never hear people say anything about this riff ever. Yeah, yeah, like it, it, in it's the fan one of those base. That's, Nobody that's ever just, brings this one up. 
So I think we're going to have to do that being, you know, me being the number one Rift Tracks fan <laughs> and you being one of the, them. The number one Rift Tracks fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, like, I think we should use our influence with the number one Rift Tracks podcast in the world. Kind of like bring this one back around. It's on Friends. For yeah, all you cheapskates you who have that. <laughs> cheapskates. I don't, I don't think I would necessarily yeah, I'm, I'm cheapskates, sorry. Dave. I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah, I I, I I called somebody a bad parrot on Facebook yesterday and didn't get banned for it, so I have to take it out on on something. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't mean it, guys. It's it's shtick. <laughs> it's yeah. He's just joking. It's Dave. You um, should know this by now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then of course the riffs. They the riffs in this are great they're they're great i mean it's not like i mean it's not like the best it's not like birdemic um but it's um like like i said it just it just it took me back to you know a time when i i was not a doddering old fool (laughs) at age 41 it took me back eight years to when i was 33 and it's just like it was just like at the height of like my rift, my rift tracks like fandom, you know. It's just like, oh, I wish I could get this back. Like, just like, just like this level of like enthusiasm, and and it, it got me thinking that just like, you know, I'm gonna have to do eventually. I'm gonna have to because like when I'm an old man and everyone's forgotten about rift tracks except me, <laughs> like. What I want is like I want to watch the entire library again when I'm an old man. So I want to like and like just like kind of like pretend that I'm like a younger man again. So like that's what this made me feel like. It it's it it was very nostalgic. The riffs, especially like the style of the riffs along with the movie. I yeah. I enjoyed it. It, it. it reminded me of you know younger Dave eight years eight years ago twenty fourteen Dave eight years ago Dave yes. When, when like being a Rift Tracks fan was like the number one thing about my existence. That was your main personality trait. Yeah, that I was a Rift, Rift Tracks yes, fan. Yes, this is yeah. No, like look, look, man. <laughs> I was I was up there for a while with being a fan of Rift Tracks so was like the number one thing that like dev- that like defined like my life. <laughs> like I know that sounds pathetic. But it's true. So. I mean, I was pretty much there too. Like, it's still one of the only things I talk about with people is riff tracks. Yeah. I mean, and... I'm still there. I mean, like, there's still some. I mean, like, but it's like I, I, I have other. I've had other things happen in my life since then. I had a pro wrestling quote unquote career. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and just like. Yeah, buzz buzz MFers, and uh, just kind of like my mind was just like like my my time just became divided, and you know, but um, I don't know. Part of me wants to get back to that, you know, as it should, Dave, as it should. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go four and like, a half. I was, I was I was really happy with that. Yeah, I'm gonna go four and a half on on riffs on this one. Yeah, Oops. I'm gonna go there. I don't think it's a five. It's but not quite I, a five, but it's definitely more than a four. Yeah, it's just like, and I think I think the the four. I'll I'll give it a four, and I think most of that is due to the era in which it was made, and the riffs were 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 written in that that everything that they were doing, they were just on fire with it. 
Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to a grand total of 33 out of 50 for this movie. Wow. Dude, I was not is, expecting this movie to no, rank that high. That's, that's way higher than I than I was anticipating before I watched it this morning. Way higher. Well, I think a lot of it, I know I said this before, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, like, number one, what kind of movie it is and when it came out and what was, like, surrounding it. Yeah. As far as Rift Tracks releases go. It was just so weird and out of place and jarring. and But also, just, like, because of all that, people just forgot about it. Yeah, it's one of those ones that has, I don't know, pretty much disappeared from from, from uh, like the fan the base's memory, yeah. consciousness. Yeah, um, but again, you gotta like you said, you gotta look at what came out around it. I mean, like they were doing like, like Mario they were doing Brothers. Like Tracks, yeah, they were doing Rift Tracks Live Sharknado that year. Yeah, uh, Godzilla. That's probably one of the best. Rift Tracks live seasons they've had. So there was a lot of other things getting attention at that time. And because it was so weird and I think people were just kind of like happy to forget it. But um, I think it deserves to come back around. Yeah, like a month before Yanbao was, was when Zindi came out. And, yeah. you know, they did Attack of the Puppet People right before that, Fist of Fury, Terra 10 killer Super Mario right after Yanbao was last slumber party. Like that was the next release. Yeah. And well, no wonder we forgot about it. This is, yeah. I mean, like, well, not, not forgot about it, but it's just always kind of like, it was always just there, like in the background, like I'm Yanbao. Like, okay. Yeah, see you, Yanbao. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But so it does it, have something to offer. Yeah, it totally does. I, I think anybody who has not seen this one really needs to just watch it. Uh, like yeah, it's on it's on friends. So if you if you've got friends and you don't have this and you don't want to spend the nine ninety nine on it, uh, check out check out friends, watch it on there. Um, you know what I would like because like I generally like I'm I'm a big fan of Rift Tracks fan videos that have like the compilations. Yeah, maybe we, we maybe we should contact our friend. I don't even know who he is, but uh, we've plugged him on the podcast. Rift Tracks fan videos. I think the YouTube account is that we talked about a yeah. couple times ago. Yeah, maybe we could like come to like, hey, you know, I need you to do all this work for a pet uh, riff of mine called Yam Bao. I want you <laughs> to do the work and put it up on your YouTube channel. But yeah, yeah, you do all the work, and then we'll. And then we'll maybe mention it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dave. All right. So what uh, What should we do next week? I don't know because Yambao is just kind of like a um, a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was just like a throwaway thing for like me. It's like, oh, let's talk about Yambao. That'll suck. <laughs> um, just to kind of like, re but I'm I'm really glad that we did it. I mean, do we want to do something else? That's 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 like relatively unknown. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not do, at my computer. We should do something else that kind of fell to the wayside around this time. Um, let's see what else. What else is around here? We did Swamp of the Ravens, which was in the same. Well, that has not been time forgotten. area. No, that definitely has not been forgotten. Uh, 
Supersonic Man, Manos, Doctor I Who. I think we talked about that. Uh, I, I'm just going through what else was released around this time. You know what? Maybe we should do Fist of Fury. That was pretty good. That was also, like, well, amazingly, I don't know why that's been forgotten, but yeah. it's, um... Okay, yeah, let's do Fist of Fury. We'll do, as long as there's not a new release this yep. week, we will we will do Fist of Fury. Uh, Fist. Fist of Fury. We're going to go through all these forgotten gems from the Golden Era. Yeah, that's our that's our new that's our new plan for this season. Okay. We're going to do a bunch of stuff that people forgot about existed and try and bring them back into the mainstream fandom. Yeah, over 500 movies I've done. <laughs> yeah, there there's quite a few to go through. Quite a few. But yeah, so next week if we don't have uh if we don't have any release uh this Friday, uh then we will be doing Fist of Fury the 19 what 72 movie, I think. Somewhere around there. Yeah. With the, well, I mean the, like Bruce yeah, Lee. Fist of Fury is like one of the many 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 martial arts movies that that they've done and it's probably the best. Yeah, it's movie movie-wise definitely yeah. the best one that they've done. But yeah, and lots of and lot, lot lots of Chinese Japanese racism against each other. Yeah, yeah, they didn't uh, they didn't care for each other much in nope. this movie, especially. <laughs> All right, well, guys, I'm, I'm already starting to remember things about it, so I'll, I'll, we should stop. Otherwise, you're gonna put we're a gonna, nickel in yeah, me. We're and I'm just gonna going to go yeah, off. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's gonna wrap us up for today. On the True Blue Riffcast, if you enjoy the podcast, you can, of course, uh, subscribe here on Twitch. You can also head over to patreon.com slash trueblueriffcast. I'm going to actually type that in. True Blue. I got a new keyboard, and I don't really like it. (laughs) True Blue Riffcast. So you can check that out. You can go over there, and you can support us for a couple dollars a month over there if you do feel so inclined. Otherwise, make sure you drop a follow here on Twitch so you'll get notified whenever we go live with the podcast. Um, our time is probably going to be changing again shortly. Yeah. Uh, as soon as Dave gets his new work schedule figured out, uh, we'll let you guys know. We'll post yeah. it on the Patreon and on the uh, Twitter account at TB Riffcast for the podcast. Yeah. And uh, we'll figure you it can out. We're also not going anywhere. No, no, we'll still be going. It'll just be yeah. a different day and time. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you can follow me over on Twitter at PBandAwesome. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at, at DChadwickAuthor. Check out all my stuff at uh, DaveChadwick.info. Oh, and uh, you can actually read the rules for writers that I posted on there. Just scroll down to where it says rules for writers, post I, like from like May of last year. And that's what I copied and posted. And that's the stuff that got me banned from that group where I had that fight. And just go ahead and check that out. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time right here on the True Blue Riftcast. Rock till you die. <laughs> <laughs>